What is it about a flag that stirs up something powerful within us? There's probably no greater symbol of America than the U.S. flag. From the time we're children, we're taught to put our hands on our hearts and to pledge allegiance to old glory. The American flag represents us, our identity, our sacrifices, where we've been and where we're headed. Imagine if we didn't have that flag, that the United States was invaded by a foreign power. Imagine that foreign power abolished American institutions, desecrated the graves of its fallen soldiers, imprisoned our men, took over our land and assets, and drove well over one million of us to flee the country. The American flag is banned from public view, now a symbol of resistance, a relic of the past. For Vietnamese Americans, this idea of losing the freedom to pledge allegiance to a beloved flag is not theoretical. It actually happened. This is a historic moment, the arrival of the North Vietnamese regular army in Saigon, right in the middle of Saigon. In April 1975, communist forces rolled into Saigon. And once they seized control of South Vietnam, they installed a new flag. The communist flag flew over a Saigon renamed to honor the man whose prophecies had led them here and who had died before he saw them come true. They called it Ho Chi Minh City. The new flag is red with a yellow star in the middle. To the communists, this red flag with the yellow star would be a symbol of victory and reunification and part of the long struggle of the Vietnamese people to form a unified country in the face of centuries of foreign aggressors. But for others in South Vietnam who'd opposed communist ideology and sided with the Americans, including my parents, this new flag would mark the beginning of a painful, tragic period. I'm Tan Tan, and you're listening to Second Wave, an American story that begins in Vietnam. Today I'm going to talk about the Vietnamese flag, why it means different things to different people. It's controversial, and I'll explore why. And the future is uncertain. Will this flag continue to have meaning for Vietnamese people outside of Vietnam in the years to come? Support for Second Wave comes from Fisher Plumbing Family of Companies, committed to their communities for over 40 years by supporting youth sports programs, charities for the disadvantaged, and water conservation. Fisher Plumbing offers plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and router services. More at fisherplumbing.com. That's F-I-S-C-H-E-R plumbing.com. I grew up in the United States, and like any all-American kid, I said the Pledge of Allegiance, celebrated the 4th of July, and I saluted the American flag. But that wasn't the only flag in my life. There was also the yellow flag with three red stripes, the flag of South Vietnam, which is a country that no longer exists. I have fond memories with this flag. We hung it in our home when my dad hosted political meetings. My mom placed a miniature version of the American and Vietnamese flags together on a little stand above our giant 1980s stereo system. Every Vietnamese event displayed that flag next to Old Glory. 
And as a little girl, I pledged allegiance to the South Vietnamese flag on Friday nights, just before we started Vietnamese language school classes. We lined up by grade as someone held it up. Looking back, it's kind of amusing to think about. We were these little kids who often spoke better English than Vietnamese. But we stood there with our hands at our sides, and we looked up at that flag, and we got it. We knew it was a somber, meaningful exercise, something that was bigger than any one of us. But this isn't just about love for the South Vietnamese flag. There's hatred, too, for that other flag that I mentioned earlier, the communist flag, the official flag of Vietnam, a red flag with a yellow star. I never even saw that flag until I got to high school, and it has a way of appearing uninvited and unannounced. Take emojis. We all use emojis, right? If you have emoji, Type Vietnam into your phone, and you'll notice what comes up, the communist flag. And it sounds silly, but for me, it's a tiny little trigger that reminds us that our side lost. But whether it's an emoji or in some other form, if you show this flag to the Vietnamese community here in the United States, expect a backlash. The reaction is chaos. It can lead to violence, fear, threats. Death threats is specifically what I'm talking about. That's Ando, and she's a reporter for the Los Angeles Times. She's covered the Vietnamese community in the U.S. for many years, especially in Little Saigon in Orange County. Little Saigon has the largest group of Vietnamese people living outside of Vietnam. Maybe the best way to help you understand the sensitivity around this issue is to take you back to the infamous high-tech incident of 1999. We don't want the communist flag hanging here. We're looking for freedom. We come here. We don't want communists to be here. Trung Trung, he's communist. It's just before that, the Lunar New Year. In Orange County's Little Saigon, the owner of a video rental business named Trung Vang Trung, himself a Vietnamese refugee, displays a poster of Ho Chi Minh and the communist flag in his shop. The blowback is swift. A Vietnamese American says he was just trying to make a point when he hung a picture of former communist leader Ho Chi Minh in his California video store. Ho Chi Minh, I like him. And I have a right to hang in on my shop. I have a right. Trong Van Tran thinks Vietnam is better under communist rule than And Doe was a reporter at the time. Well, that led to, you know, days of horrific protests, and it drew as many as 10,000 people. You know, the way it's been described is 51 days of unrest, and people were threatening his life. Zhang Vang Zhang was sentenced to 90 days in jail after this incident, not for the flag or for the image of Ho Chi Minh, but for pirating VHS tapes at his store, 17,000 of them. Just the image of Ho Chi Minh and the communist flag brings about a visceral feeling of rage, hate, and vengeance among many Vietnamese. Because in their eyes, Ho Chi Minh and the communist flag destroyed their lives. And at that point in time, they were not ready to forgive. 
The issue around the flag hasn't flared up just in Southern California. Here in Seattle, more than 15 years after the high-tech incident and 40 years after the war, we're still dealing with it. And I also want to recognize uh, the great work the Seattle Times has done through uh, Tan Tan for publishing several stories in April about the Even I stepped into the controversy. We'll be right back. At this time, we will take public comment on items that appear on today's agenda. We'll begin with Peter Trong and Ho Tong. Washington state is home to some 70,000 ethnic Vietnamese residents. And in places like Seattle, where there is a sizable Vietnamese community, the flag can become a matter of public debate. That's what happened here in 2015. Long story short, Seattle City Council voted on a proposal that would recognize the South Vietnamese flag as the symbol for Vietnamese Americans living in the area. Pretty harmless, right? A symbolic gesture. But it meant a lot to the Vietnamese community. This flag is our rallying call. One by one, passionate Vietnamese refugees and their children testified about the flag and their deep connection to it. 34 years ago, I escaped Vietnam. I, I didn't bring anything. But my soul, cause men and women, save my soul, save our soul, and save my Vietnamese soul. I'm a second generation Vietnamese. I did not experience the fall of Saigon firsthand. I do remember going to community events my whole life and seeing the yellow flag with three horizontal red stripes shown proudly. I want future generations to see that it is recognized by the largest city in the state that they live in. Please make this day a day to remember for our generation and the many to follow. Thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you. That resolution passed, but not without some drama. The vote was unanimous, except for one. Council Member Sawant. Thank you, President Burgess, and thanks to the council members who spoke before me. Shama Sawant. She's the Socialist City Council member in Seattle, famous for controversy and far-left stances. I have great respect for the Vietnamese community and the thousands of Vietnamese people who have immigrated to the Seattle area. I'm fully aware of the hardships, great suffering, and tragedy of the thousands who immigrated here. She cited the oppressive regime in South Vietnam for her opposition. But when it comes to democracy, the former South Vietnamese government was also a dictatorship. The U.S. war- And the suffering on all sides during the Vietnam War. So many people have faced this tragedy and its continuing memory. That is why I honestly believe that this resolution is not completely worked out. I fully support and the thing the is, her arguments make sense in a lot of ways. The South Vietnamese government was not perfect. But this is where I struggle with this issue. Facts and logical arguments don't exactly work here. This is about emotion. This is about the pain of losing something that you'll never get back. To many in the audience, it felt like a denial of their pain, a giant slap in the face. My door is always open for you, and I'm looking forward to deepening... I definitely felt that way. ...regardless of our disagreement on this present matter. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me, we, we don't... We don't tolerate those kind of outbursts here, so please refrain from uh, those kind At of... At the time, I was an editorial writer with the Seattle Times opinion section. In one column, I wrote that this resolution would offer Vietnamese refugees comfort knowing where they came from 
and that their suffering would not be forgotten. Looking back, I can remember the basic premise that I started with every time I wrote about the South Vietnamese side or the flag issue. The South Vietnamese were the good guys, while the communists and the flag that represents Vietnam represented corruption, human rights abuse, evil. The pain that my parents still live with. I felt good about that column and other posts that I wrote, and I got some good feedback. Dear Tan Tan, I read with great delight your article on the yellow freedom flag with the Vietnamese community in Bellevue. Keep up the good work. Hi, Ms. Tan. I'm in Canada, but have followed your articles with Dear passion. Dear Ms. Tan, Never I strongly you endorse eyes. your article and can identify with your heartfelt sentiments on this painful subject. And then other people wrote in. And they weren't always so nice. I'm so sorry for the hell you and your family have been through. Next, will the city council recognize the McDonald's flag and the Burger King's logo? Unfortunately, my oldest brother was killed liberating your country. Your argument for honoring the South Vietnam flag could also be used to support the honoring of the Confederate flag. The Confederate flag... You cannot resurrect the past. Just like the Confederate battle flag, the war is over. The war is over. The war is over. The war is over. You get used to handling mean feedback when you're broadcasting your opinion in a newspaper. But equating my support for the South Vietnamese flag as support for the Confederate flag, I immediately felt defensive. The comparison had just never crossed my mind. To many, the Confederate flag is a visceral symbol of racist ideology. But it also represents a sanitized version of history, a romanticized version of a complicated past. Now look. I don't think there's anything in common between the Confederacy and South Vietnam. But it does get me thinking that maybe this issue is not so black and white. My friend Kwa Pham has a crazy backstory. His family fled Vietnam by boat, and they started over in America, where he became a successful lawyer in tech. He moved back to Vietnam several years ago to work for Microsoft. Has he come to terms with the flag that causes overseas Vietnamese so much pain? We sat down recently in a noisy pho restaurant, and he said he looks to the younger generation. To me, I think about like the Vietnamese who were born post-1975. Uh, when there's a soccer match, Vietnam is playing, you know, the national team is playing, uh, or when they're cheering for Vietnam, uh, that's, that, they're not cheering the flag. You know, they're cheering for, for the people. Kwa did something that I would never be able to do. A few years ago, at a Microsoft event, during what they called a Parade of Nations, Kwa found himself assigned the task of carrying the Vietnamese flag on stage, the communist flag. He had reservations based on his family's own history. But to him, in that moment, he was no longer a refugee or a victim of the regime. He was a Vietnamese-American lawyer for a global company. But even he still has his limits. Had this not been an internal event, Kwa says he would not have agreed to hold up that symbol. And uh, I remember uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Dorothy, I remember uh, she saw me and she said, hey, Kwa, are you pursuing career suicide? Because you're carrying that flag. And I'm like, well, you know. And for me, uh, when, I, when I represented Vietnam, uh, I'm not representing the government because I'm not a Vietnamese uh, passport holder or citizen. And I'm not there to, you know, represent a political... Uh, agenda. In the case of one of my friends who grew up in Vietnam and moved here to the U.S. for college, 
she didn't understand the flag debate. When I moved here, I did not have an idea that there's a flag issue. That's my friend, Vu. She's 30 and part of a younger generation of Vietnamese people who don't have the same intense feelings toward the Vietnamese flag. I mean, even to my own flag, I never really have any strong opinion toward it. Um, The official flag of Vietnam, to me, is closely associated with the government. It has a strong symbol of the law, of legality, of civic engagement that, honestly, my generation is not super involved with. What was it like realizing that this symbol that you knew nothing about, what was it like to uh, realize that it has so much power over the Vietnamese-American community, the yellow flag with the three red stripes? It's very much closely related to the same way I, when I realized that Vietnamese-Americans feel differently about Vietnam and about the Vietnam War. I think the history that I grew up learning was that we won the war and we successfully reclaim our country and unite the North and the South. And that is a good thing. I never realized that Vietnamese Americans felt a sense of loss. In Vietnam, would you ever see the yellow flag with the three red stripes? Uh, In Vietnam, I don't think you would ever see the yellow flag with the red stripe. I think it would be considered a sign of betrayal and treason, and you could be sentenced to prison probably if you ever display it. It's that reality in Vietnam that the yellow flag with the three red stripes is erased from Vietnamese society. I think that is what inspires Vietnamese Americans in the U.S. to keep its legacy alive. This is the first Vietnamese flag in Seattle. My friend Tao Tran is the official keeper of a South Vietnamese heritage flag. It hangs high above the street, just outside of Little Saigon on Rainier Avenue, right next to an American flag. Some elders in the community organized to put it up. They had to go through a whole you know, public process and permitting process with City Seattle. So for them, I mean, it was kind of cool that they were able to organize. Tao's role is mostly administrative. He pays annual dues and just has to sign paperwork that makes him liable for any damage, like if the flagpole falls over and hits someone. It's a very nominal responsibility and, and, and task for me but I know it means really deeply to the community, and so I'm just honored that I can um, support it. He's more detached from the flag compared with our elders, but it's still a powerful reminder of why he's in America. It humbles me because I think of where I came from. You know, as a five-year-old, I left Vietnam. My, my father was, uh, was an activist in the South Vietnamese government, and we fled. It took us about 13 days from uh, Winyang to Hong Kong in a little fishing boat. And we stayed in refugee camp for 11 months, and we came here to the U.S. And if you notice, uh, the Vietnamese flag is flown next to the American flag. So the American flag is uh, what I stand for. I'm, you know, I feel like I'm uh, through and through an American. But yet, this uh, Vietnamese flag is where uh, I started. That's my uh, motherland. And so when I see this flag, I, I think of our resilience as a community. Sometimes I wonder if this flag issue and our strong complex feelings about it will continue to divide us. Does this flag stand in the way of having a shared Vietnamese history? I don't think it does. It's part of Vietnamese history. It's part of our struggle. This flag will be remembered in some way. Our Vietnamese community is changing. 
With the passage of time, the shared experience of feeling victimized and angry at the communist regime is dissipating. I'm part of the second wave. The third and the fourth waves of Vietnamese Americans are less likely to be political asylees or refugees. Most of them were born here and are more American than Vietnamese. Ando says the younger generation usually recognizes the old flag, but they don't always understand its significance. To a lot of the young people that I've interviewed, they say it's always been in the background of their lives. It's sort of like a recurring theme song. And, you know, maybe the time now is to get more knowledge about it before our elders die. The reality is the communist flag is flown everywhere throughout Vietnam. But for our community here in the U.S., accepting this reality can be dangerous. It can spur protests and uncomfortable emoji moments and fear. But for people like my friend Phu, who were born in Vietnam after the war, a lot of them have no idea what the yellow flag with the three red stripes, my flag of South Vietnam, even looks like. For Vietnamese Americans, most of us anyway, we lost a country and our way of life four decades ago. So it's understandable why we would cling to a vestige of the past. A young generation now paints yellow flags with three red stripes on political signs to protest on behalf of Little Saigon in Seattle. We dutifully display that flag at community events around the country. And I've realized that many of us, myself included, don't fully understand why we do this. Should we keep honoring the flag just because our parents do? As Ann Doe suggests, I think it is time to have deeper conversations with our elders about the flag's significance. And I'm not just talking about the sentimental stuff. I'm talking about a real hard look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because no matter which flag we're talking about, the South Vietnamese flag, the communist flag, the Confederate flag, or the American flag, it's too easy to become blinded by our own allegiance to a piece of cloth to glorify the past, and to oversimplify history. But flags are powerful symbols. We project so many of our shared experiences onto them. Let's acknowledge this tendency. Let's use the flag issue as a means to start talking about our differences, confront our fears, confront our history, and start finding meaningful ways to move forward. I'm Tan Tan. Thanks for listening to Second Wave an American story that begins in Vietnam. Second Wave is a production of KUOW in Seattle and PRX. Our producer is Caroline Chamberlain. Our editor is Jim Gates. News audio from this episode came from the Associated Press and the documentary Saigon USA. Do you have a flag or some other symbol in your life that you struggle to come to terms with? Let us know. Write us at secondwave at KUOW.org. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Second Wave KUOW. On our next episode of Second Wave, my producer Caroline and I head to Vietnam to see the village my parents escaped from. Uh, we're definitely in Vietnam. This is a little, we're just going, we're just going with it. It's not like there's any life jackets. Journey with us to Vietnam for our next episode, coming up in two weeks.
Support for Second Wave comes from Fisher Plumbing Family of Companies, committed to their communities for over 40 years by supporting youth sports programs, charities for the disadvantaged, and water conservation. Fisher Plumbing offers plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and router services. More at fisherplumbing.com. That's F-I-S-C-H-E-R plumbing.com.